Welcome to The Change Lab, a podcast for people who are all about personal development, leaning into their potential and becoming their best self. Just, you know, starting next Monday. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Hines, and oh, sh- it's Monday. Hello, lab mates, and welcome back to The Change Lab. Happy holidays. Do you have your cozy mug of tea or peppermint cocoa or your Monday morning mug of coffee? Well, if not, get your favorite beverage and gather around because today's episode is very festive. In celebration of both the fresh start we get on New Year's Day and day eight of the 12 days of Christmas, we're going to skip the whole eight maids of milking and discuss one of my favorite stories of all time, A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. So. Why are we discussing a fictional story? Because this show is all about change. On the Change Lab, we explore questions like, what do you want to change about your life? Why does changing your behavior feel so difficult sometimes? What does research show about making changes that last? A Christmas Carol is the most epic tale of quantum change. For those of you that are not as familiar with A Christmas Carol as I am, (laughs) one of my favorite stories, the main character, Scrooge, transforms from a grumpy, greedy man with a fixed mindset and a closed heart into a completely different person. So on today's very merry episode of The Change Lab, we're going to look at this classic from a psychologist's perspective. Because even though this is a make-believe story, there are profound lessons about change that we can apply to real life. So with that, get cozy under your blanket. Today's still a holiday throw a log on the fire and let's begin. I'm going to tell you this beloved story with a new twist because I'll point out five lessons about change that apply not only to Ebenezer Scrooge, but to the Scrooge in all of us, the part of you that is resistant to change. Lesson one, fear keeps us stuck, love makes us grow. So at the beginning of A Christmas Carol, we're introduced to Ebenezer Scrooge, a severe, cruel man. And here's what Dickens writes. Dickens is such a beautiful writer. Okay, so listen to what he writes. He says, Oh, but he was a tight-fisted hand at the grindstone Scrooge, a squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping, clutching, covetous old sinner, hard and sharp as flint, from which no steel had ever struck out generous fire, secret and self-contained and solitary as an oyster. Man, isn't that so good? I love that so much. Scrooge, a cold, hard, closed off oyster. Such a great description, right? He stands in stark contrast to his nephew, Fred, who is warm and generous and the complete opposite of Scrooge. So, you know, if you guys seen any of the adaptations of A Christmas Carol, and there are many, I mean, there's probably more versions of A Christmas Carol out there than almost any other story out there. But in any case, you've probably seen different versions of Fred and, uh, you know, in a Mickey's Christmas Carol, Scrooge is Scrooge McDuck and Fred is Donald Duck, the very lovable Donald Duck. Anyhow, so Fred in comparison to Scrooge is like a flower's bud opening toward the sun and sharing its bloom. And Scrooge is like, you know, this hard closed off oyster in the cold, dark water. So Scrooge represents fear and stuckness and Fred really represents love and growth. 
And as a psychologist and mindset coach, this is such a powerful contrast, the contrast between Scrooge and his fear and Fred and his abundant love. The nature of love is to produce growth. And without love, growth slows down to a stop. We wither and stiffen like a corpse in rigor mortis. But when we feel loved, we feel safe enough to take the brave action we've been avoiding. And when we feel loved, we're no longer afraid of growth, but anticipate what's possible with joy. So here's how this might relate to you and not just my beloved Scrooge. So think about an area in your life where you feel stuck. You keep maybe overeating or you keep skipping your workouts. You promise you'll ask your boss for a raise, but you never do. You say, I'm taking a break from drinking. But then a few weeks later, you decide you don't want to anymore. (laughs) Are you holding yourself in love and advocating for your capacity to change? Or are you withholding love, believing that change isn't really possible for you? It's so profound, really thinking about this, that when we are holding ourselves in love, we believe that the story on us isn't finished, that there's more to this story, that maybe this is the plot twist and that a plot twist is even possible. But when we stop believing in ourselves, believing in what's possible for us or believing in what's possible for someone else, it's withholding love, right? The nature of love is to grow. So it's often said that fear is the opposite of love. And when we're stuck and confused about how to get unstuck, what's really happening is that we're just overwhelmed by fear. We're afraid that we may get the next step wrong. We're afraid that we'll be judged or criticized by others. We're afraid we'll make a costly or painful mistake. We're afraid we might fail and then be so disappointed and maybe even embarrassed. Or the potential consequences of changing just feel so enormous and so much bigger than the potential rewards. But love always advocates for our capacity to grow and change. Love says, yes, this is challenging, but you can do this. You can do hard things. You're stronger than your fear. Real love doesn't say, "Uh, you're fine. You're fine doing what you've been doing. Just stay as you are. No need to change anything. That little voice, right? You're fine. It's fine. It's not that bad the voice of rationalization and justification. But real love says, you deserve better. You're capable of more. You can change. That's love. So to advocate for someone's capacity to grow and change as Scrooge's nephew does for his uncle is to hold them in love. And that's the first big lesson from A Christmas Carol. All right, so next let's talk about lesson number two. Lesson two, the truth is hard to hear. In A Christmas Carol, Scrooge is visited by four ghosts. First, the ghost of Jacob Marley, and then the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. And each ghost appears for a purpose, right? To impart an important lesson. The first spirit is Jacob Marley, who died seven years to the day before and uh, was Scrooge's former business partner. He was just like Scrooge, greedy, mean, miserable, miserable in life, and he's miserable in the afterlife too. So Marley describes his situation as, this is in Dickens' words, no rest, no peace, incessant torture of remorse. That's his deal. (laughs) He is not having good times in the hereafter. So he warns Scrooge and says this, I'm here tonight to warn you that you have yet a chance and hope of escaping my fate. He wants Scrooge to know it's still possible 
for you to change, right? It's still possible. It's not too late. It's possible for you to have a better life, to be more loving, more generous, more compassionate to yourself and others. But at this point in the story, Scrooge doesn't want to hear it, right? I mean, bah humbug. So, you know, we've been talking a lot about the trans theoretical model of change, the five stages of change. And the stage that Scrooge is currently in is the pre-contemplation phase, meaning he doesn't want to admit that he has a problem or he's minimizing the severity of the problem. He's not interested in changing his attitude or his behavior. You know, no thanks, bah humbug, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think he says like that Marley's a, a bit of underdone potato. He's just indigestion from something bad that he ate. So, you know, when Marley arrives to give his warning, Scrooge dismisses him. He doesn't want to listen to what Marley has to say. And this brings me to the second lesson from A Christmas Carol. The truth is hard to hear. And here's how this relates to you and your life. There may be something you're doing that is harmful to yourself and others, but you don't want to face this harsh reality. For example, when you spend money excessively, it hurts your family's financial security. Or when you overcommit and pack your schedule, it means you're scattered, stressed, and not present with the people you love most. When you blow off going after your biggest dreams, you start to feel resentful and critical of those who are going after their dreams, creating more and more negativity. So your behavior has consequences. People get hurt, including you. The consequences may be small at first, you know, little ghostly whispers, little warning signs, almost unnoticeable and easy to dismiss. But when you refuse to face the truth and refuse to change, the consequences keep growing. A little bit of debt becomes a mountain of debt. An innocent habit turns into a serious health condition or problem. A little spat becomes a divorce. Facing the truth, the truth of what we're doing to ourselves and others can be soul-crushingly painful. It's just, ugh right? We don't want to hear it. We just, not at all. No thanks. And that's why like Scrooge, when we're confronted with the truth, we tend to just dismiss it, right? It's like Scrooge is saying it's a bit of underdone potato. Uh, It's just indigestion. I don't need to pay attention. We make rationalizations and justifications for why our behavior is fine, or we promise to change, but you know, later, next Monday, not now. Like Scrooge, we don't want to face the harsh light of truth. But once you've confronted the truth about your behavior, you can't unsee it. And in the story, Dickens writes that the specter's voice disturbed the very marrow in his bones. Scrooge can't help but feel a bit shaken by Marley's visit. I mean, at a cellular level. And uh, even if it's unconscious right now, Scrooge is beginning to recognize, maybe I do need to change. His awakening is beginning. And this brings us to lesson number three. Lesson three from A Christmas Carol is tough love leads to change. Marley cares about Scrooge. Jacob Marley cares about Scrooge. He wants him to change his ways, but Marley is not a warm and cuddly ghost. (laughs) Not at all. He's not full of positive affirmations and gentle pats on the back. He's not gentle parenting. He brings tough love. So when Marley visits Scrooge as a ghost, right, he shows the chains that he's, you know, he's wrapped in these chains and he's made them right in his life, over the course of his life with all of his greed and all of his 
self-interested, callous behavior, he has fashioned these chains and he shows it to Scrooge with foreboding and says, I made it link by link and yard by yard. I girded it on my own free will and of my own free will, I wore it. He shares his fate and his regrets, not as a complaint, but as an admonishment directed squarely at Scrooge's calcified heart. He's saying, change now, buddy, or you'll end up like me. So when Scrooge begs for words of comfort, and he's begging him for comfort because he's bringing some harsh truth, Marley says that he has none to give, which is pretty harsh. (laughs) Can you imagine? You saying like, hey, I just need a word of comfort. This is really hard to hear. Can you give me a word of comfort? And he says, no, I have none to give. But what he does have to give is truth. He's going to help Scrooge confront the truth, painful as it may be. Essentially, you know, Marley's saying, I know you don't want to hear this, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway. It's a moment of tough love and it's the beginning of Scrooge's transformation. Sometimes people need to hear what's hard to hear. They need tough love in order to wake up and get serious about change. Oftentimes, we're too focused on the encouragement and not on the discouragement. We need the no as much as we need the encouraging yes. So this is a really important lesson. And think about how this applies to you and your own life. You know, maybe you've been coddling yourself instead of doing the work you know you need to do. Or you've been saying, oh, you know, it's really not that bad. I'm not, I'm doing my best (laughs) when that's far from the truth. And you know it, you totally know it. You can't BS yourself. Or, you know, maybe you've been enabling someone in their behavior, letting things slide instead of giving them the tough love they actually need. Love isn't always sugary. It can be firm and stern. And when someone's really stuck, tough love is what helps them get unstuck. I want to make a point here because I think we can get a little confused about what tough love really means. But here's what tough love really means. Tough love means I'm going to give you a hard word of truth that you probably don't want to hear, but you need to hear because it's in your best interest. And I'm going to stay with you. I'm going to stick with you. And I'm going to help you work through this because I care. Really important. Tough love is not, this is what you're doing wrong. You stink. Here's your, you know, quote unquote feedback. And then that person hightails it out. It isn't there to help you. No, 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 no. Tough love is, hey, you're doing something that's harming you or that I'm concerned will harm you. And I'm here to walk you through the fire of change with you, along with you. I'm not leaving you. So I think this is a really important thing to understand. Like tough love doesn't abandon. Tough love is also going to stick it out with you. And sometimes we just need that moment of, you know, therapeutic suffering, right? A healthy kind of emotional pain in order to get dislodged and start to shift. So next in the story, Scrooge is visited by the ghost of Christmas past, childlike and mystical, who guides Scrooge through the past with a firm but gentle touch. He won't allow Scrooge to look away So that's tough, right? He's making Scrooge look at what is painful to see, but he does not admonish or reprimand him. Then the ghost of Christmas present, jovial, compassionate, and full of mirth, shows Scrooge the merriment and goodwill of the Christmas season, but this time with more edge and a rebuke or two. And then in the ghost of Christmas future, 
there is just no sympathy, only menacing silence. Resembling the Grim Reaper, the ghost of Christmas yet to come, drives home the lesson by revealing to Scrooge that he is heading towards a very, very grim future. Right? The tombstone with his name on it. So with each ghost, you can really feel the truth becomes more and more penetrating, more intense. So at the beginning of the story, Scrooge doesn't want to face the truth. Not at all. But by the end, he can't ignore it. He can no longer pretend that everything is fine. And he not only wants to change by the end, he's desperate to change. So if we think about it in terms of the work that we're doing here on The Change Lab, now he has a big list of reasons to change his behavior because he's in an unvarnished way been shown what the future holds and how his behavior impacts the people around him and obviously has impacted himself. It's just been made so clear to him, right? So his pro list, (laughs) his pro change list has finally become bigger and stronger than his con list. I mean, that's the technical piece of it. All of a sudden, the reasons not to change pales in comparison to the reasons why he should change, right? The tipping points occurred. So going back to the trans-theoretical model of change, which we've been discussing in the last few episodes... Scrooge has now moved from pre-contemplation to contemplation to preparation to the brink of action in one night. I mean, he thinks it's three nights, but it's one night. It was so intense that it accelerated this entire process of change from seeing Marley and still being in that pre-contemplation stage, just like denial, dismissal, like this is an issue. This is just a you know figment of my imagination to then going through the past, the present, and the future, which rapidly takes him through contemplation to preparation to the brink of action in one quantum change over one night because it's just so intense. So yeah, that was one intense night of some tough love, which transformed him. The fourth lesson from A Christmas Carol is that change is an expression of hope and joy. It's not all so tough. (laughs) Let us not forget, change is actually an expression of hope and joy. It's not punishment and just despair. It's an expression of hope and joy. And when Scrooge comes to his senses on Christmas morning, so he's now had this rapid night of quantum change, he comes to his senses on Christmas morning and he's overjoyed for the chance to create a new life. Like he's, he practically leaps out of bed. I mean, he does leap out of bed. He's so ready to reinvent himself. He is so lost in the joy of possibility that he was, and this is to quote Dickens, so flustered and so glowing with his good intentions that his broken voice would scarcely answer to his call. I'm as light as a feather. I'm as happy as an angel. I'm as merry as a schoolboy. A happy new year to all the world. So in a frenzy of delight and gratitude, he runs to his window and calls out to a young boy asking what day it is, right? And realizing that he's not missed Christmas after all, but been given a new day and a new life to change his ways and make amends. He then asks the boy with exuberance to buy the prize goose and deliver it to the Cratchit family. So he starts what? This is so important to really see this. The joy of possibility, the joy and the hope, the possibility that he can change. What does it do? It just propels him right into taking action. There's no wallowing. There's no tears and regret and remorse and just feeling like he's done wrong. No, what does he do? He jumps right into taking action to make amends and to amend his life 
right? He just gives that boy the money to take a cab to bring the Cratchit family this massive prize goose that was in the window of the butcher. And he then visits his nephew, Fred, and his wife to humbly ask if he can join their celebrations. So he wants to participate in his family and change that relationship and actually say yes to the invitation that Fred has always been holding open for him. So with each new action, Scrooge is just freeing himself from the chains that he once forged. They're just dissolving. And Dickens concludes the story by saying that Scrooge, and this is his words, was better than his word. He did it all and infinitely more. He became as good a friend, as good a master, and as good a man as the good old city knew or any other good old city, town, or borough in the good old world. The lesson here is that radical change is possible. And what's more, change is an expression of hope and joy. And we forget this, right? We get so focused on how change is hard and unpleasant and it requires so much effort. And that's true. But we forget that change is also meaningful and life-affirming and exciting. And it's even fun, right? It can feel like Christmas morning. And this brings me to the final and fifth lesson from A Christmas Carol, which is there is no time to waste. In A Christmas Carol, time is like a character itself, reminding us of the ephemeral nature of life. Time is a relentless motivator for Scrooge to reflect on his life and transform before it's too late. The ticking of the clock, the chimes of the clock tower, and the finality of his gravestone. I mean, being just faced with Scrooge on that gravestone. All of these elements reinforce the idea that time is a precious resource that shouldn't be squandered. And we, you know, we theoretically understand this. It's very easy to feel that we just have time in abundance. So here's how this applies to all of us. Time isn't abundant. It's limited. It's limited for all of us. And we never know how much time we actually have left. So will you waste this precious gift of time or will you use it to create the best life that you can? How are you honoring the gift of time? Because the only day we can change our lives is today. That's it. Can't change your life tomorrow. Can't change your life yesterday. The only day you can actually change your life is right now. And you can spend today ignoring the parts of your life that need to change ignoring the consequences of your actions, letting fear be louder than love, making rationalizations and excuses and staying stuck. Or like Scrooge, you can spend this new day steering your life in a new direction. So what have we learned from today's episode? Well, let's review. Five lessons from A Christmas Carol. Lesson number one, fear keeps us stuck. Love makes us grow. Real love means advocating for your change and growth. It's saying, You can do hard things. You're better than this. Your loved ones deserve more and so do you. You can change. When you feel loved by yourself and by others, you feel safe enough to take a risk and try something new. Lesson number two, the truth is hard to hear. Your behavior does have consequences. Yeah, ouch, but it's true. Your behavior does have consequences. Something you're doing might be really harming you or other people in your life or both. And the consequences might be small for now, but will likely grow more severe over time. You may not want to face this, 
but it's a harsh truth that you need to hear. If someone reveals this truth to you, it's because they love and care about you. And that love and care comes with them holding your hand as you do the hard work of change, that they're not abandoning you, (laughs) but walking with you through change. Lesson number three, tough love leads to change. Love can be gentle and love can also be tough, stern, and firm. When you give someone tough love, you're giving them a precious gift. You are requiring them to confront the truth they want to ignore. You're holding them to a higher standard of behavior. And you can give tough love to yourself too, by the way. (laughs) And this might sound like, I've not been doing my best. Not really. I can do better. I deserve better. The people in my life deserve better too. I love myself enough to make this change. So that's what change is. It's an act of love. Lesson four, change is an expression of hope and joy. Changing your life doesn't have to be tedious and grim. It's not all about deprivation and struggle. Change can be energizing. Change can be exciting. Like you're a kid springing out of bed on Christmas morning, full of excitement and hope for what's ahead. When you have a coach or support, whether that coach is a ghost or not, helping you complete each stage of change successfully and you're seeing results, then the process of change becomes joyful instead of frustrating, truly. It's such a joy seeing that momentum. And lesson five, there's no time to waste. Don't squander this time. Your liberation is not found dwelling on your past, but creating a new future. And if there's a change you want to make, begin your journey now. Start contemplating the change you want to make, prepare for the change you want to make, and set yourself up for action and success. It's never too late to become the person you've always wanted to be. But the sooner you start, the better. Because why waste your precious life stuck in patterns you don't want? And here's your lab work for the week. Celebrate the new year by doing something you enjoy. Yep, that's it. Just watch a silly movie. I loved, by the way. Jeannie with Melissa McCarthy is so awesome. My kids and I were just cackling. She's just a brilliant comedian. I love her. Enjoy the twinkling lights. They're so special and they may be coming down soon. Cozy up with a book or just be with the people you love. 2024 has so much goodness in store. So have a wonderful new year and remember to put the own up in grown up. For more dirt on today's topic, make sure to visit the episode show notes at drsashahines.com. Or if you have any specific questions, you can shoot me an email at hello at thechangelabpodcast.com or find me on Instagram at drsashahines. If you're enjoying The Change Lab, there are three things you can do about it. Subscribe and leave me a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Share the show with a friend or five. Or head over to drsashahines.com to check out the ways you can work with me and dive deeper into this work. And if you're feeling wild, maybe do all three. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next Monday.